Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message by Senior Pastor Chris Valdez with testimony from Beth and Luther Hensley. Once again, I want to welcome you this morning. Well, this, this week as I was preparing uh, this, this message, and this message was going to be on marriage, and next, next week is going to be on, on children and raising children and just the family, and, and I was putting that message together and just kept feeling like there was something missing and that God had uh, a testimony and more that he wanted included in this. But, and so I kept thinking testimonies that maybe Candy and I had or, or different things, and it just it wasn't coming together. Well, Friday morning, and that was just you know, two days ago, uh, I, was, I was taking a shower and, and getting ready, and going to come to Common Grounds and felt like the Lord said to ask Beth and Luther to share their testimony of marriage this morning with us. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, they, they have a fantastic testimony. They've been part of New Covenant for many years. They're such a blessing to this body in so many ways, and we're so thankful for them. And, and immediately Beth agreed to do it, and Luther was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> But they both did, and they did a fantastic job in the first service uh, sharing their testimony. Would you welcome Beth and Luther Hensley to share their testimony? I thought that if we pretended we were just having coffee with you across the table here, it wouldn't be so intimidating. But it is. <laughs> Thank you all for having me. Uh, yeah, Chris approached this Friday, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. I thought he was kind of joking, and I'm like, you for real? We doing it? anyway. Um, oh, yesterday we had our men's skeet shoot. Uh, for y'all don't know, we uh, have it annually. Uh, it's for uh, Young Life and New Covenant Youth Group. We almost raised five hundred dollars for it. Uh, thank you. We have a breakfast skeet shoot. Uh, we like to get the men out in different uh, surroundings and see the how they act out of church. And Pastor Chris. Uh, I didn't know he, who he was out there. Uh, and he won the skeet shoot, by the way. Anyway. Well, uh, thanks for having us again. Um, my name is Luther Hensley. We, Beth and I have been married for 35 years this past uh, uh, July. I have three wonderful children, 25, 27, and 30, who I, I love dearly. And what an honor. To have one here today. She's celebrating her first wedding anniversary. First anniversary today. is today. And her, her husband, Mike. Anyway, thank you all for coming. Uh, how do I say this? Beth, I was always, Beth always told me I was a good daddy, a great daddy. But I wasn't a very good husband. Uh kind of stunk at it, I guess, she said. Um, and she'll agree to that. You know, we were active in a church, nursery. Uh, now we're active in, uh, we have the coffee shop on Fridays. I was on the school board. Randy, you here? Kudos to you, man. What a job, huh? Uh, I was on the uh, Spring Hole Committee, Livestock Show uh, board. We thought we had it, you know, it looked great from the outside looking in. Uh, and I'm an electrician, I don't tell you, that's a teacher, retired teacher now. Uh. Um, we want to go back uh, 25 years ago when we had dark hair and we were thin and we were in our 30s, probably about 35. 
and we had just purchased our second home. It's early 90s. Um, construction is not so great right now. I think Luther's gone, has been switched to a couple of different companies. And uh, so our main income, uh, not main income, but our uh, staple income is my teaching school. And uh, we have had we have one child, and so uh, the we bought a HUD home. We put a bid on a HUD home, and and we got it. And uh, so we now own two homes, and we had one child. And so we moved into what I thought was going to be our forever home, and I loved it, and it was the greatest house I ever lived in. Anna. So um, I got pregnant with the second child, and I decided, you know what? My sister has done an amazing job of keeping our son in her daycare. I'm going to change careers. I think I'll start a daycare too. So I visited with my sister. She was so supportive. And my mom, yeah, yeah, stay home with your kids. So I did all the necessary paperwork, and uh, they came out, and they checked my home, and I became a licensed home daycare. And I said everybody was supportive, but Luther wasn't quite so. He was like, okay, we have two kids, two mortgages, and you're taking a career change. So there was a little bit of stress there. Uh, to say the least. And then within probably less than two years, I'm pregnant again with a third child. And so he not only gets to come home to three kind of whiny, grumpy kids of his own, but there's about four or five other ones that aren't his own. The house was destroyed. (laughs) Let's say uh, he had a lot of reasons not to want to come home. And uh, he began to find some other things to do besides to come home. Um, And so I'll let him tell you that. (laughs) We said we wouldn't go into those details. Uh, (laughs) um, And what I want to say is, before the kids, um, it was all about me, what I wanted. Or what we wanted, I guess. Um. We've been married for five years without children, and we could do whatever we wanted to do, go wherever we wanted to go. Uh, didn't have to worry about finding a babysitter. Or, uh, we just did. We just got up and, at spur of the moment, would go on a Saturday, come back Sunday, or, or, or the longer weekend. When I was in construction, I took my lunch, and uh, Beth would pack my lunch. She packed my lunch, make me breakfast, omelets to order. It's no, no joke. Um, that's the way it's supposed to be, right, man? <laughs> um, well, I'd get to lunch. Man, I couldn't wait to open my lunch pail. There'd be love notes in it. You know, you're the, you know. We didn't just... have cell phones and texting back then. <laughs> anyway, life was just, you know, grandiose for, for, for me, I thought. Um, had money in the bank, you know. Um <laughs> It was just perfect. Even with the mortgage, you know, it's like, man, this is a great, great life. But yet it was still about me, you know. And I wasn't even thinking about Beth, to be honest with you. Uh, like I said, she changed those careers. And that actually did work out. Um, I do remember one time with one of the children coming, and I said, and this is funny, this was a joke at the ski shoot yesterday. It was going to be one of the prizes. How am I going to afford that boat with this other, <laughs> with all these kids, I still have that boat. 
God has quite a sense of humor. <laughs> it doesn't run. The squirrels have lived in it. Some cats maybe. Everybody knows the happiest two days of a boat owner, right? <laughs> anyway. Um. So he got his boat. But um, so, so there were, I can't say that there was just one thing wrong with our marriage. There were many things wrong in our marriage. Um, where Luther was living in the it's all about me world, I was living in the poor, pitiful me world. Um, I'm not a confrontational person. I will avoid confrontation at all costs. So if I mention something that maybe he did or said that hurt me, that bothered me, if he got confrontational, we just dropped it. And so over the years, these walls went up, this bitterness grew in me, uh, anger grew in me. My heart began to grow very, very cold and very, very hard. Um, the one thing that became missing in our marriage is Christ. We quit going to church. We um, quit being involved in church. Uh, neither, Even though both of us had our tickets punched and we knew we were saved, we were not living that kind of a life. We were not in a relationship with Christ. And, um, and it showed. And this didn't happen overnight. This was a gradual uh, five years of marriage that just began to boil and fester. Um, the world told me that my life was horrible and that I deserved better. And I believed it. And I began to listen to the enemy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy our marriages. And he will help you justify any sin in your marriage. He will, there, he will be there to tell you, it's okay. He did this. Go ahead and do that. It's crazy to believe I'm a revengeful, spiteful person. And I would think of these ways to get him back for the hurt that he was causing me. Um, I blamed him. I never blamed myself. Though at the time, I was full of pride, bitterness, and anger. Uh, One night, uh, we came home, and we hadn't picked the kids up from the babysitter yet. And I became a person that I didn't even know. I unleashed on him like a spider monkey. I, I was so full of anger that I began to shout and say things that I never thought would come out of my mouth. I didn't love him anymore. I didn't want him in my life. And I didn't want him in my house. And Jacqueline, I am so glad that y'all were so young not to see the person I was at that time. But I had held all this in for so long that I just lost it. I can totally understand crimes of passion because if I had had a weapon in my hand... (laughs) I had them in a safe at that time, all the weapons. But um, Yeah, she was pretty disappointed in me, needless to say. And, uh, you know, I just didn't see it. I didn't, I wasn't meeting her needs. I didn't put her first. I didn't, we didn't have Christ in our life first. Uh, it's that Luther Hensley was, was first. It was about me. 
Uh, I remember I was over at the house uh, where the kids were, and uh, Wally, Wally came to the house. It's an old pastor bar. Uh, so he came to visit to say, come get back in church. And <clears throat> what I told him, I wanted him to get on the Beth is what I wanted him to do. And uh, I told him, I said, hey, Wally, uh, Beth and I are having some problems. You need to, I don't know if I said, you need to go talk to her. And uh, he told me, he said, Luther, you, uh, you need to get back in church, get in the Word. And I looked at Wally, and I said, what? Like, what, me? And he was exactly right. Uh, but that is not ex- what I wanted to hear. I, you know, I kept thinking, what, what did I do? Why, is it, why am I at fault? Uh, um, so we separated. Luther moved into the rent house and began to pay me rent. Her, her house. Her house. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I started going back to church, and people began to become aware that we were separated. And uh, a lot of them were shocked. Even one of the parents who I kept their child uh, when I said, I, I just feel like I need to tell you that Luther and I are, are separated and she just go what she goes y'all look like you had it all together and we did we put that on making it look like we had it together when we were devastated on the inside and one of the things that i hope you leave here with is that you find someone who you can confide into someone that you can go to a mentor um, you don't have to tell the whole world your marriage is in trouble but find that one person who you feel like you can confide into and you can tell them how your heart's hurting and what's going on. That is so, so important. We might not, come, we might not have come to the separation point if I had done that. Um, so we were separated, and people would come up to me, and they would say, oh, we're praying for you guys. And I'd immediately say, don't pray for us. You pray for my kids. Because Luther and I came from divorced parents. And and it doesn't matter how resilient you think they are to divorce. It's hard. And you battle with that all your life, even into your adulthood. You battle with being a divorced child or from a divorced home. There's nothing like having mom and dad and all of you together around the kitchen table. Uh, So I would always say, pray for our kids. Our kids were important to us. Um, And besides that, I didn't want my marriage work. I didn't want it worked out. I was done. I didn't love him anymore. I had had all of him I wanted, and I was done. And it's important that you, and I know if you know us, you're looking at me and going, there's no way, Beth. I see the way you are. But I'm telling you, I was to the point where I was done. I didn't love him anymore, and I was convinced of that. Um, Luther showed up at church one time during this time and um, when I should have been thankful and joyful my heart was still so angry and hard and bitter I walked up to him and I said how dare you come to church now how dare you uh, I, was, I was in a bad place there was, there was nothing I could do was right at that time no matter what I did it was wrong uh, she didn't didn't even want to be around me. Uh, um, we had to 
our uh, 10th wedding anniversary separated. We went out, um, went out to eat, and I thought, well, by, you know, we'll go out to eat. She decided to do that, but I could see that uh, she was still plenty bitter. I had a little ray of hope that, you know, okay, so we had our, our you know, our spot here, and we're going we're gonna to get back together. Well, we didn't. Uh, she said, suggested that I go to counseling, which I was like, man, here it is. Why, why do I have to go to counseling? I did go to counseling. She refused to go, wouldn't go with me. Um, I went a couple times, and then that, I guess that pride came in, and I said, forget this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back, you know. Uh, I won't go into details what, what the counseling was about. Um, her heart was still pretty, pretty cold, I guess, uh, I had my kids every other weekend. Um, they were so young, I don't think they really understood. But we had some good times at my house, huh? Uh, then I I wouldn't have them the next weekend. <clears throat> and uh, then that next weekend, I'd be partying like it was, like I was, you know. I guess two... Two lifestyles I had, you know, father, and then, you know, good time Luke to Joe the other weekend. And I think that's what God best. Uh, I, I never put her, like I said, first ever. Uh, man, put your wife first like when you were dating her. That's the thing. You, 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 you got her, so you want to keep her. Treat her like, don't, don't treat her like the first day you married her. Treat her like the time you were dating her, I think, is the key. Uh, a lot of men... She used to say, "Well, you bought that refrigerator now." There's a lot of men. To, <clears throat> there's a lot of men to do that. And uh, like I said, date nights are important. You men treat them wives uh, with utmost respect. Uh, you know, put them put them up there. Uh, when he's talking about the refrigerator, it's a running joke at our house that when you go out to buy a new refrigerator or any kind of new appliance. Uh, or stereo equipment or new TVs, you shop around and you find out where the best deals are. And, and you might even spend a little bit more money than you thought just to get the perfect one. And then you get it home and you're so careful with it and you keep the dust off of it. But then within a year or two, you know what, there's a lot of dust on that screen that you're not even wiping off. And there's calcium buildup on that refrigerator. You bought the refrigerator, right? You quit taking care of what you thought was important. And um, we have science projects in our fridge. Right now. <laughs> so so we went through all the kids had birthdays in the summertime and um, we tried to be as functional as we could. He would come over and um, the sad part is we were more functional separated than our friends were that we were hanging out with and they were married. And that tells you who we were hanging out with, because that's something that's also really important. Surround yourself with other Christian couples and um, so so we went through the birthdays and I remember one birthday uh, one of the kids birthday and he comes over way early and I was still pretty uh, bitter and he had brought balloons and he was so excited and I was just like why are you here so early the party doesn't even start for another two hours and and you and I saw on his face this hurt and, 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 a, and a tear, and, and I realized I just hurt his feelings like he hurt mine so many times. And I began to realize you're doing to him what he did to you. 
You're crushing his love. And um, so, so we got through the birthdays, and then came the holidays. And um, there was Thanksgiving, and I can't remember that much about Thanksgiving, but I clearly remember um, the awkwardness of Christmas. And that it was. Uh, I got invited, well, I got invited to her mother's house Christmas Eve. And, uh, By my man, mother. And man, I didn't want to go. <laughs> it was, I, I just didn't want to go. And the only reason I went was for my kids. Because I, you know, I wanted to be there when they were opening presents. And I didn't want to say, well, where's dad at, you know? And so I went and I was just like, this is the last place I want to be is right here. Because uh, I knew what they were all, you know, well, there's, you can imagine, you can imagine what they were. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I did go. Uh, and I said, like, I just, I did it for my kids. And I wanted to, I wanted to start changing my life around. Um, uh that night when he went home, I guess is when I began to think, um, we got to do something. We got to do it for our kids. And I called him up and I said, hey, if you want to come over and sleep on the couch so you'll be here in the morning when the kids wake up Christmas Day, I said, come on over. And so he did. And uh, he stayed till they were finished with the opening their presents and, and then he left. And, um, we weren't. We never really talked about a divorce, and I don't know if that was because we didn't have the money for one, paying the running the two households, or uh, what it was. But we didn't talk about divorce. But but we knew it was out there. We knew it was out there. Um, when we were during the separation, there were people that would say things to us, and we were like, "That's weird." And but now looking back, we were like, "Well, I know that was a God thing." Uh, this man at church came up to me one time and he said, you know, uh, marriage is like farming. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, you, you, you buy a farm and you go out there and you plow the field. And there's all these rocks. And you go out there and you pick up all these rocks. And you plant your crop. And then the next year you go out there and you plow the field. And guess what? There's more rocks. So you pick up all those rocks, you plant your field. And this continues to happen year after year. And he said, so in a marriage, you can continue in that same field, or you might think about going and buying a new field. But if you get that new field, you're starting all over. And so that story just kind of stayed with me, and I was thinking, wow, do I really want to start a new field? You know? Um and I had a lot of rocks. <laughs> so, um, so shortly after Christmas, this day came, and Luther came and, and wanted to share his heart with me. Um, I want to go back to. I'm going to step back a little bit about the people you, <clears throat> the people you hang out with. Um, my mother even told me who has been married about four times. You better get your. You better get your things in order. You're going to get a divorce. You better get, you better lawyer up. I see it coming. You know she's going to three kids, three child. My mother was already telling me to lawyer up. That was her. I've been through this, and I'm like, man, I don't want to go through this. You know, I I want to be there for those kids. Uh, 
So that was a big thing when even <clears throat> even y'all's family members may say, oh, it's going to happen or, you know, you're going to get a divorce and look at, you know. She was she was even throwing the fire on Beth. I'll be telling you, does she have a man already? And I'm like, Mom, you know, you're just putting it in my head. Uh, I don't think she would even ha- have time again. for that. But uh, anyway, I'm just saying, but going back to Beth, when she said, surround yourself with Christian people. I had friends, too, in the construction. Man, it's over, dude. You, you know, it's over. I'm like, how do you? And these were people, and I'm, I'm not, they were divorced. And they just didn't, uh, I don't feel like they ever put their wife back in the spotlight that they needed to. Anyway, I, I got off track. Um, so after Christmas, <coughs> I finally decided uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back for my marriage to survive. And that meant whatever it took. I was, uh, I was at that point. So um, I did start uh, getting back to what I needed to get back to. And I guess what I told myself was, if it doesn't work, and again, once again, if it doesn't, I'm leaving with everything I could do. Because you know, as you know, it does not always work out. But it's worth it, man. It's worth it. Do whatever you've got to do. Okay. You have to remember, it had taken five years to break down our marriage. And our marriage wasn't going to be repaired overnight. And it was going to take baby steps to bring it back. And, uh, but God was working. And I believe God was working because of those people that were praying for us. The people that we had told not to pray for us. They, they were still continuing to pray for us. And... Um, I think when you know we 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 begin to realize that we had to put Christ in the center of our marriage. If our marriage was going to get back to back to where it needed to be, Christ was going to have to be an important part of that marriage. Uh, Luther shared his heart with me and told me he was going to do these things, and I was like, "Yeah, right." Uh, I, I did not believe there was any way he could uh, keep the promises that he was making, and. Uh, so um, I began to watch him, and um, he truly was. He truly was. He began to come to church faithfully. Uh, we began to go to Sunday school and get fed. Uh, my brother, who is probably our, both of ours, uh, our spiritual leader, was teaching the young married couples. And I know that we weren't young married couples, but we snuck in under the radar there because, really, we were at bottom was at ground zero we needed to start all over in our marriage basically and build it on christ and so uh, it would have it to be that he was teaching on marriage isn't that just like god to show up in a mighty way so we began uh and i began to hear that you know what it's not just luther there's a lot of men out there with some of those same things and uh, where i thought it was all luther but I, but I begin to learn men don't think like Beth does. Men don't think like women do. You know, they can say things to each other and it just rolls right off. But if you said that to me, it crushed me. And uh, earlier Luther was visiting with somebody and they said, you know, I said things to her that I would never say probably to my enemy, but I would say them to my wife. And uh, so we, we had to learn that men and women are different. And, and the way, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. You ever heard that before? 
Um, many, many times. <laughs> um, so God began working on my heart. He began to show me that I had pride issues and that I needed to learn more about grace and how to give grace, and I needed to learn about forgiveness. Um, so we began uh, what started off being let's do it for the kids. It slowly began to let's do it for us. Let's build this, put this marriage back together. And did I love him when he moved back in? I don't know. But today I stand before you more in love with this man than I've ever been in my life. He doesn't have the all about me attitude anymore. And I don't have the poor pitiful me attitude anymore. We've accepted and trusted God in our marriage, and we cling to that every day. We wake up in the morning and say, how can I be a better wife? How can I be a better husband? What can I do for her today? What can I do for him today? Uh, God began, once we made this decision to put our marriage back together, God just started working out so many things. Um, The revival came to our church all about marriage. There was a renewing of vows. We renewed our vows. And within three to four years, we would be removed from those friends and brought to Lampasas for a fresh start. So God did amazing things. Don't give up. I know looking at us as older people, you're thinking they have no idea what I'm going through, but we do know what you're going through. We've been down that road. Please, please don't throw in the towel. Please hang on. Find someone to help you hang on. Luther and I are here. I know there's many people out here who would love to sit down and visit with you and pray with you to save your marriage. Um, I just want to say thanks again. Um, you know, I still I still mess up with Beth. Put that pride down. Um, say you're sorry for things you say. Try not to say them, but sometimes they just come out. And you know, and it's and then accept the wives or vice versa. Accept that apology. Don't hold that in there, because that's not going to do any good to go. I'm not going to forgive him. I'm going to go do. I'm going to hurt him. And I know that. I know it gets to that point like we did. But uh, like I say, man, if you say something, and you know you you know right after it come out of your mouth, it was wrong what you said, and just say I, I'm sorry for that, Beth. I that's not how I meant that or how I said it, uh, but. Just think of each other and, and their needs and wants. Put each other, put each other before yourself, and it will be great. And they'll try to do for you uh, things they want to. You know, I want I want Beth to be. I want her to be happy. I want her to have things. Uh, I have a lot of new furniture in the house right now that that I love. <laughs> He's going to love it. <laughs> Better than a boat. <laughs> Thank y'all for having us. Thank you so much.
Thank you all so much. I joked with the first service. I was like, okay, now I can preach the message that I prepared. Um, really, what, what they got across was exactly what I felt like, you know, the Lord was putting on my heart to share with y'all this morning. And, and I'm so thankful that he did, uh, did have me ask them because it really, what, what I wanted, what I felt like God was speaking to the marriages in our, in our church and our community and anybody who sees this, you know, this is on Facebook live. It's on, uh, you can watch it on our, uh, or listen to it on our podcast. So even if, 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 you know of marriages or people, couples, individuals that weren't here this morning, they can, they can still uh, listen, listen in on this. But what I wanted, what I felt like God wanted to communicate is there's hope. Wherever you find yourself, it, you may be where they were at the very beginning, um, that, that it's hope if there's no chance, but there's always hope. Don't give up. God can, can change everything. Um, one of the one of the things that, that stood out that, that I think they also kind of mentioned when I was just researching is that uh, taking each other for granted is one of the chief issues in marriage. You know, it's that you know I bought the refrigerator. I you know I, I was thinking about when we, dating. You know, when you're in that and you're you know you put on your best clothes and you iron and you're shaving. You know, you're you're shaving, you're combing your hair and all that kind of stuff. And and then you're married and you're maybe you're going out and you haven't shaved in three days. You throw on a baseball cap and you're shorts and a tor- you know torn shirt you know like hey let's go out you know um and it's just we we just we don't treat them like like we're supposed to treat them and um i want to share one scripture with you um it's ephesians 5 25 through 33 it says husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. So that's, that's Christ, what he does for the body of Christ, for us. And then it says, in the same way, husbands, you should love your wives as their own bodies. And he who loves his wife loves himself. No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished as it, just as Christ does the church. So God tasked us to do for our wives what Christ does for the body of Christ. And it says that he literally washes us, he cleanses us, he makes us spotless in what we're supposed to be. And Luther, uh, he actually, he loaned me his power washer uh, this last week. And I, I, I've had this scripture on my heart for a few weeks now. And um, and just really been thinking about that and praying about that, what we're supposed to do as husbands for our wives. And so as I'm wa- using this power washer and this stuff that I thought was permanently stained, like our, our concrete in some places was just like solid black. And I really got it for the brick on the side of the house that wasn't too bad. And But then once I saw how that did, I like started using it on the sidewalk and just started, I, I texted Luther back. I was like, I'm going to need this a lot. <laughs> A lot more than I, you know, beyond this weekend, it's going to take me a while because I'm power washing everything. Um, and, uh, but I, I put this on this black, you know, stuff, and it just, you literally just see it wash away. And it's down to this, what looks like brand new concrete. And God's saying, you know, Jesus is saying, that's what I did for you. This is what you're supposed to do for your wife. You speak life 
into her. You praise her. You encourage her. The Bible's full of things that, that both are spoken to marriage, but also just to the body of Christ. It says we're supposed to pray for one another, encourage one another, love one another, cherish one another. If we're supposed to do that for our brothers and sisters in Christ, how much more so for our spouse, that we would treat our husband, that we would treat our wife the way uh, that Christ would treat us and he treats us. And when we do that, God, in the midst of their marriage, brought those miracles. And it's not instantaneous. It's step by step. And you just see that stuff begin to wash off. And there's stuff there that you never knew was there. And you're like, that's the the woman that God created her to be. That's the man that God created him to be. And you're just wiping that off one layer at a time, one layer at a time. And saying, oh my gosh, look. And, and, And then you get to the point, like Beth said, you know, now... You love them more than you ever thought you could. I love candy more now than I ever have. Uh, but we, our first five years I've shared with y'all before were, were just horrendous, you know. Um, but, and that's the, the one other thing I, I want to share before we close is just that don't give up aspect. Um, we could have, we were at the same place that if we just had a, God created the, the marriage to be a covenant. It's not something that you go into and out of. It's supposed to be forever. Um, and we say it is when we when we say our vows, but but most of the time it isn't. And if we had of, um, we were definitely at that same place where there was no feelings, there was no love, there was no you know not even like you know we were just there. But we had something inside of us that just said, but we can't quit. You know we can't give up. And I really was kind of at the place Beth was that I didn't think it ever like it might never get you know this may be it, but I'm committed. I'm not going to leave. Um, that, that was something I heard on the radio this week. It was this lady who had, I think it was the Appalachian Trail or something. It's like this 2,000-mile hike that you can do in the United States. And she had wanted to do it more times than anybody else and set the record for women. And I think she was on her third trip, and she was with her husband, and she'd gotten injured, and she got sick and was just ready to quit. And she, she told her husband, she's like, I can't do it anymore. I can't go another step. I've, I've got to quit. And, and this was like on a Sunday and he tells her, and it doesn't even make any sense, but he just says, okay, you can quit, but you can't quit today. You can quit on Wednesday. And for whatever reason that, <laughs> made, you know, she accepted that and said, okay, I'll quit on Wednesday. Well, Wednesday got there and she was, wasn't going to quit. So I'm going to go on. But had he, you know, accepted that, encouraged that and said, yeah, you know, you've done it two times. You're, you know, yeah, it makes sense. You can quit. She would have quit, and, the, and then they followed up with this, and, and I think we all know this to be true. Um, anytime you've persevered for, through something difficult and you made it through it, you were always happy you did. And anything that you look back on that you, it got hard, it got difficult, and you quit, we always look back and say, man, I wish I hadn't have quit. If I'd have only, you know, I could have persevered. I could have done it, but I gave up and I quit. Luther, he shared with me yesterday, I think it was, or maybe two days ago when, when we were talking about this. Um, he had a man that, was it 22 years that he was married? 20, and then, I think it was 22 years. Um, and this was years later, they, they got divorced, they, their marriage ended. And he was talking to Luther years later, and he said, um, I don't even remember why. Like, I couldn't even tell you why we got a divorce. But he said, all I know now is I wish we hadn't quit. Uh, you know, he knew if we had stayed, 
we could have made it. We could, it, we could have gotten through it, but we gave up and we quit. And so, um, you know, if, if you're in one of those spots, I'm gonna talk to a, uh, some young people <laughs> before the service that, you know, they're young, they're, they're uh, not even married, but I was like, remember this message for when you are. If you're, and marriages go up and down, you know, you might be in a great place right now. Five years from now, you might not. Remember this, don't quit, don't give up. You may be in the place that they talked about that they were at the very beginning that it doesn't look like there's any hope. Don't give up. Don't quit. God can can restore what looks like has no hope. He can bring life to that. Will you bow with me as we close? Dear Father, we just thank you for your word. Father, I thank you uh, for the body of Christ, Lord, that, that you do give us each other to, to encourage one another, to pray for one another, Lord. And I just pray that like Beth encouraged, if anyone is in that place, that they will reach out, that they will seek help, that they will seek counsel. Father, and most of all, I just pray that every husband, that every wife will seek you, Father, because you are the only hope. You are the life. You are the way, Lord. And we, we come before you asking you, Lord, not just to heal the marriages of new covenant, not just to heal, heal the marriages of, of, of our state and our, our nation, Lord, but of the world. Lord, you're, you're, you created marriage. Marriage is not an invention of man. It, is, it, is, uh, it was created by you, Lord, to reveal the kingdom of God. And that's why it's under attack, Lord. And we come against Satan in the name of Jesus, against every attack on every marriage in this community, in this land, Lord, and throughout the world, Lord, because he's attacking the kingdom of God. Lord, and we come against that in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I, I speak life and hope into every marriage here, Lord, that, that they be encouraged, that they know that there is a God. Just like David said, that, that the Philistines would know there is a God in the land of Israel that can defeat this giant. There is a God in our land. There is only one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he can defeat the enemy in our marriages, Lord. And we give this battle to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.